0: I find my Twitch consumption's actually probably gone down quite a bit in the last three to five years. Well, I, I fuck can't you, I'm done it. with
1: this interview. I'm- <laughs> uh,
2: so you started, uh, you first got into Dota with ESL1 New York. Do you remember? Do you remember me by chance? I won't be insulted at all if you
1: don't. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck kind of questions? I feel like I got this. I feel like I have this actual, this bond with you, Cap, and I'm going to tell you why. Really? Because uh, you got me to read Red Rising. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, every time I'd fucking pick that book up, I'd see Cap's face, you know, like, oh, it's so good, We Like, I, like, I read it through. So... Yeah, man, we're practically best friends as far as I'm concerned. I'm a little <laughs> disappointed that you would, you know, come at me like no. This I'm just, is more of an uh, indictment yeah, of Cap's seriously.
0: self-confidence. He's like, ah, oh, there's no I, way. Like, I mean my I'm perspective. Just,
2: from I, my perspective, when I worked ESL One New York and you were the host. Uh, you were the stage host for that, and yeah. from my perspective, it was like very early on in my casting career, and it was DJ Motherfucking Wheat, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And we we're also very separated at New York. I, I remember like the panel. And yeah, we. And it was really, in the
1: back in that yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's I not totally. like we got
2: to interact that much, but I was just like, "Oh, that guy's So that like I've seen that guy for forever, you know."
1: No, I, I, uh, I would say that. um Um, it's hard not to, or it's hard, yeah, it's hard not to remember, right? Uh, everyone that you get a chance to work with in esports, you know, like, I I mean, I'm sure you know this and understand it, but there's just sort of, there is just kind of like a, uh, a bond, an attitude, a feeling. I mean, people are really grateful for being able to do something like that. And, and, um, I don't know, man, like, that's one of my favorite things about esports or whatever is just, uh, right the people you meet and uh get a chance to work with etc so um yeah i i remember a lot of that shit more than i remember like what i actually was doing 20 years ago i mean my esports memories are probably some of my most vivid and and fond memories so
2: i definitely feel that i just uh, i guess i've never worked on more than one game outside of like i done i've done some like packs works and something like that so the people that i work with like I have very intimate relationships, with right, them, right? You hate them right, by so. this
1: point, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But, at this yeah, point in time, I get like, it. Uh, no, I want to punch Toby in the face
2: every single right. time I see him. <laughs> but no, yeah. It's, uh, it. It, yeah. And it. so I just wasn't sure if that applied to you because you've worked so many games in that regard.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. No. I. Um. Gosh. I. I remember a lot of folks, I mean, I obviously can't remember every single person that I ever casted with something, someone ever, but usually when it was events, yes, because right. Everyone's sort of working towards the same thing and, and, uh, everyone's like a part of the, that narrative that is happening on stage and behind the scenes, so, um, yeah, I've always loved that about esports, actually. Mm. Yeah, but that wasn't like my first time in Dota. Really? it was just my so um i'll tell you guys a story that i probably haven't told for a very very long time but like it, in the very early days of of dota all stars um if you remember blizzcon at one point picked up uh and had like a side tournament for dota and i want to say it was like 2007 maybe um Maybe two thousand six. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, this was one two thousand five too. Was it two thousand? It might have been two thousand five. Actually, I'm just here to yeah, life fact we, checked you. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate that because I am old, and so I remember things, but not dates. Um, so yeah, two thousand five. I think that's right because um, we were like a three man team that went there to to cover that event. And, uh, after the event was over, right. Like really impressed with, with sort of Dota and, and, uh, and the little tournament and the players and it was hype as shit and it was way more hype than that, that wow stuff that was, that was going on. And, <laughs> um, and, but afterwards, um, you know, I, I started, I think it was on team liquid actually, you can probably find the the post, but. I made a somewhat controversial statement that said, I don't think Dota can make it. And a lot of people were like, whoa, what the fuck is this guy spinning? <laughs> like, should, who let the fucking FPS dude into the fucking room? Go back. To and Quake, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Like, let me give you. You know, and at this point, I had five years in esports, so I was feeling pretty much like a fucking expert at that. <laughs> no, but I was like, here's here's how I see it, and I'm gonna, and I'm I, you know, I'm just gonna be real. Is that if I wanted to get into Dota All Stars, I had to get a copy of Warcraft Three, and then eventually I had to get a copy of the Frozen Throne. Right, I had to get like and this latter part the expansion too. And then I have to find the right version of Dota All-Stars, and then I have to make sure it's the right one, and then I have to join Battle.net, and then I have to find T, and then I have to go, et etc., et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, this is, you know, like, it's amazing this game is as big as it is, but my biggest concern is that how do you get new people into the game when you have something that, A, isn't owned by you, and B, right, it's just a hard sort of way to to get into something and mm-hmm. i've made the same criticism to, to other mods um and so man a lot of people hated me for a long time and i totally <laughs> get it i get it i understand but there was actually a couple people believe it or not years later when dota 2 comes out and and like i think it was after the first ti and people were like hey i totally understand what you are saying now sorry that i called you a fuckhead or whatever else yeah. i i said um but it was so amazing like I that was the first time you know i met like uh Kuroki and um you know like a, a few others that were i think even fear was playing back then i mean all the mm-hmm. all the like old school players and whatnot but i had a deep appreciation for for that game early on but i was just like i don't know how it becomes right that as big as it, as it could be despite the fact that it was fucking huge um so that was kind of my first run in with with dota actually.
2: yeah the entry barrier for dota has always been high it still is just a knowledge aspect of, of dota yeah, 2 no, and like yeah getting into, and the knowledge basically getting into the game was an entry yeah. barrier back then <laughs> you like go to a lobby you're like boy, I want to try this Dota game, and you just instantly get kicked because, because you're downloading the map, and everyone's like, nope, fuck that guy, yeah. fuck that noob, he, he's never played Dota before, he doesn't know how to download the map and That's put why it I, into the Warcraft replay." Exactly, That's why I never played yeah. a game
0: of Dota All-Stars, because <laughs> the one time I tried to, I got kicked from a lobby, and I'm like, well, I must have done something wrong, time to, <laughs> play, time to go play Orcs, I guess, like, whatever,
2: I'll pass on that. <laughs> all the other custom games people had no problem letting you download the map but war but dota man dota people were like uh uh-uh
1: and and one thing hasn't changed is that you know the fan base was rabid even back then like i understood (laughs) why people were angry and why it was like those are words that should not be spoken we and you know that you know it's it's uh it's totally fine but like i appreciated the passion that the community had um you know, and I saw it right for the first time, really, at that at BlizzCon. And that was, I knew about the game, but then seeing it and seeing people react the way they did, that was the part that was like my esports brain was just like, Holy fuck, this is amazing! And I had no fucking idea what was going on, right? Like, uh. Dota,
2: Dota fans have just always been destined to have a chip on their shoulder. Whether it's Warcraft 3 <laughs> or it's League of Legends or it's something, man. There's always a reason for us to be like, yeah, fuck those guys. I fuck mean, everybody is that, else.
1: Is it is that just esports fans in general, you guys?
0: A little Probably. bit. Maybe the older ones who are like, ah, we're we're counter So they feel kinda kinda like they have the chip on their shoulder. I don't know if, I don't know if the younger generation feels that way or not.
2: Yeah, do Fortnite fans have a chip on their shoulder with Valorant coming out? Like, I'm sure they're not. Yeah, I don't. I I mean,
1: I it even goes even a little deeper in terms of how many people like. Well, let me just let's take a poll. How many esports do you watch, Cap? Um, Different esports, would you say?
2: Like uh, actively, I would say I probably only watch. He's trying to inflate um, the number three or four. He's thinking thinking i probably only watch three or four at a time. But over the course of, like, my so time watching Esports... So you're just going to say numbers,
1: that... you're not going to actually, <laughs> like, name <laughs> the game? Okay, so For actually... All I know, I it's pretty like, much fucking, <laughs> this mobile game or whatever, you know. He's a big Clash Royale fan. Pony
2: Rainbow Adventures, you have heard about that? I fucking uh, love Clash Royale. No, Dota, I pretty much am always watching CSGO, Um, because okay. I think that the talent in CSGO is really good, and CSGO is great for, like, beginners watching. Like, I've never played a game of CSGO in my life, uh, but I still get, like, I can see what's happening on the screen, but I still have, like, I'm able to understand that there is depth and that I don't understand yet, but I can kind of taste well, of a little Well, of course, you commentate right?
1: Dota. Like, if you don't, then <laughs> I was going to suggest maybe you get a different job. But, I mean, like, yeah, I would expect that uh, from you for sure.
2: But it it's sense. it's nice that like i like there's this deeper end of strategy and i want to know more about it you know despite like not playing the game at all um very frequently i i used to watch a lot of hearthstone uh mostly because i found the esports hilarious at times <sighs> i always tell the story of uh what was it yog or whatever it's the um the the yog meta i think where basically for every spell you casted then you drop this creature that just drops random spells and you would just watch two two different of the same deck that was before before they sped it up yeah Yeah. oh my god yeah Yeah.
1: yeah that
2: was my favorite time of watching hearthstone uh i i am always watching league of legends a decent amount um, similar setup. I, I think the LEC and I really like the LCS casters. Um, mm. recently the LEC is doing a really good job in their show as a production.
1: It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Joe? How many? I, I'm trying, I'm, try,
0: I'm watching League of Legends now, but only because working for Liquid, I like have to be more involved with their league team. Sure. And, and I watch it and I'm always like, okay, that character is like Earth Spirit, I think. And trying to like do some kind of backwards analysis right. and ask people without sounding as dumb as possible. I'm like, so, so why do I need four dragons and what does not Roshan do? So like, I'm 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 getting there. <laughs> I'm really getting there. I I have played like five <laughs> games a league and I still don't fully understand it. But there's enough knowledge to work backwards. Uh, I w- I watch more fighting games. I've always watched a lot of Street Fighter. Uh, watched a lot of Smash. Um, I watched a, fuck, yeah, a ton of Starcraft. Fan. Um, yeah. My my first like I used uh, CS and Starcraft were like my big forays into esports. I wasn't like born a Dota person. I was like adopted a Dota person. So I more transitioned into it as opposed to you know always being there and not wanting to branch out.
1: You kind of you kind of say that like you're not allowed to love more than one game.
0: (laughs) I'm not. You can only do one at a time. Like they're very everything's compartmentalized. Now I I think a lot (laughs) of. I think a lot of people who start in Dota don't branch out to other stuff. Like, they only exist in that world. But when you come into Dota, like, you're taking all the other esports with you that you enjoy. And you can, like, you can be more uh, multifaceted.
2: Well, that's because why would you ever go to an inferior product, you know? It, Dota's yeah, just thank the you. best esports. Hey, you know? no,
1: all right, we did I mean, our pandering so, to Dota fans. Do you cool. think we're the... Do you think, uh, like I, I mean, equally, I also love watching Rocket League. I, I'm like, I'm oh, yeah. that shit is hype as fuck. I can't play it very well, but man, uh, always seem to watch that. But so, do you think we're the exception of the rule, watching different different games and or right? I'm sure that we're all like championship eyeballers, where right, if there's a big something going on for some game, you'll oh, at least yeah. check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I've always felt like. We need more of those esports fans, but we're only going to get those types of esports fans with with right more time and more growth in esports and right uh, just legacy overall. Uh, There's certainly more. I mean, fuck. Compare it to, I mean, shit. Even 15 years ago, and people are like, nah, nah, like you like one game, and it's impossible to like two games. And if you say you do, you're fucking lying. And it's like, no, 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 you can. You like StarCraft
0: and Street Fighter? You're an enigma. You're impossible. Yeah. It's like,
1: could you imagine getting a, 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 you know, a Super Nintendo, and then your mom being like, "You can play one game for the rest <laughs> of your life, and that's all, and you have to love that game." I mean, life would suck. It's the same thing. I never understood that about esports, but I do think we're getting more multifaceted, sort of super interested in everything. Or maybe they follow a team. That, you know, they're like, oh, oh, I like Team Liquid. I will follow, you know, their players in another game. Uh, we're seeing more and more of that. I yeah. think a big
2: part of it would be that as people start getting older and they have less time to actually play a game and more time to actually watch games in general, then more likely they're going to be spreading out into other games. Yeah. And and then on top of that, uh, I think the like the dedicated fan bases of, of certain games it just means that you're gonna watch more of that e-sport, mm-hmm. but as we get to a point where more people are just watching esports in general and less playing, then they're gonna do be those kind of people who watch both basketball when it's basketball season and football when it's football season.
1: This conversation just always my, makes my me... dad's. My dad's calling me right now. Should <laughs> I? Can I? Can I just take it? Well, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, Dad. Hey, Dad. Happy Father's Day. Hey. I'm I'm filming uh, I'm filming a show right now. Can I can I call you back after it? All right, love you. Yep, bye. Filming a show is okay. the only right. He he gets that. If I told him I was recording a podcast, he'd probably be. like, what, what's a podcast okay. exactly, Mark?
0: <laughs> is that what Howard Stern does? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, yeah. Um, that's adorable. Uh, the. This whole conversation and relating it to Dota always makes me think back to that uh, that Twitch graph chart that I have like burnt in my mind where it's like all the people who watch certain games on Twitch and which communities they cross over into. Oh, yeah and it's yeah. like you know the, the fortnite bubble is really close to the to the csgo bubble which also has crossover with the clash royale bubble and they all watch just chatting and then mm-hmm. off in the corner in their own entire fucking galaxy <laughs> it's just it, you got to squint to see it and you got to like pan your screen over <laughs> it just it's just it's just dota 2 scroll, and there's scroll, like scroll. a very small connection to league of legends and a very small connection to starcraft and that's it no no no
2: csgo the the, the be- best yeah. connection- to CSGO because they're Valve games so all the, the Valve fanboys can watch both but
1: there was some I, if I recall because this was from a while ago right it was like 2014 or something yeah yeah, yeah. Or this is an chart. So, yeah I don't know if it's, it's been cool. updated if I I I don't know that it that it has and it was it was really cool but if I recall um, you know it's I, I think it's Turkey has literally it's just nothing but Dota 2 right so there are a couple of eastern um european countries that all they do is just watch and or stream dota 2 and i think that in some cases i i bet you that that was literally throwing some of that data off as well or it's just like (laughs) man they really are on their own island over there it's like no it's just turkey they're just fucking (laughs) they're they're like messing up the baseline
0: it does feel that way though sometimes like uh do you have any like I guess nerves is the wrong words, but like uh, uh, concerns. If you're like, oh, I'm going to go do a Dota thing, like, here's a whole ecosystem of people who like know of me as, as you know, nah. like a father of esports, but like, not anymore.
1: Not anymore. I used to. I used to because, like, I mean, dude, I've been, it's like, you know, Quake, first time I did something that wasn't Quake. Oh, shit. Oh, we're losing wheat it's, it's <laughs> over like what do we, yeah get the fuck out we didn't want you anyway it's like guys dude come on like wcg has multiple events right they they asked me to and it was a wcg event that made me say i'm never gonna cast one game for the rest of my life like i just i uh, this was back in like 2002 i was just like i just can't um and and so i feel like i've been through that so many times again with starcraft 2 right new mm-hmm. audience they're like oh fucking we did worlds what a traitorous piece of shit that guy is like fuck. of course he plays zerg what a shit fuck you know like i mean people got really angry over that and you know i just i i couldn't believe like the to the same point like people are, he's given up on esports he went and worked at twitch like what what a dick this guy like why do we even keep giving him another chance you know and i'm just like i, I don't know i don't get it so i'm i'm over it man you know like if i get invited to do something um i'm gonna do the best fucking job that i possibly can i'm gonna entertain and obviously i'm gonna try to be aware i don't want to ever go into an event and and think like i understand the community and so i think to your to answer your question joey is that i would only do an event if i felt that I uh, did understand the community, right? And people would be like, "Well, how how could you understand?" It's like, you know, fuck, man. Like, j- just because I'm not, you know, casting w- this or hosting that doesn't mean I wasn't looking at our Dota two every day, or looking at our esports, or looking at our League of Legends, or you know, like just keeping up with the 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 casters who are casting the tournaments that are going on, watching, and so. um, you know i i i do feel like there has to be a comfort level uh at 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 some point uh, or i have to feel like just incredibly confident like i love this game so much the mm-hmm. example of that is that i got asked to to cast some clash royale a few years ago i fucking mm-hmm. love clash royale i'm like i don't know what this audience is like but you know what i fucking love this game and anyone that tunes in will be like that guy loves this game and that's all that really mattered right um uh that that's kind of how i see it always needing to work and i've turned shit down because i'm like i don't know if you know i can get excited about doing something like that which has made it really easy in terms of feeling confident going and doing another game or getting in front of another community
2: what was the harshest reaction like of the other side of the coin what was the harshest reaction you got from a community of you going into them that they're like who the hell is this guy or like he doesn't really oh. care about our game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there might have been a little bit of that with Dota. Oh yeah. Um,
2: oh, yeah. Dota had
1: to you be. You know, on that list for and sure. and I think if but if I recall it was pretty funny because you know there are also a lot of starcraft 2 fans that were dota and they're like yo yeah, hold a on a second you know <laughs> like this guy has done this and this and then someone else might be like and I fucking used to listen to this guy in nineteen ninety nine he did quake and so you know I mean those true heroes out there like you know I'm sure not changing the mind of a single person but <laughs> not on um, yeah um but I, there was there was even some um You know, there was a little bit of that at the beginning of StarCraft as well, just because people were like, here comes another one just trying to get on the money of StarCraft, too. It's like, you really don't know what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) if you think it's a money play. (laughs) Um, So, uh, but I, you know, I I expect a little bit of it. And it's okay, man. Communities are passionate. You know, I I used to be in a place where I'd be like, fuck Gen Gen, this community's going to like hate, you know, and you feel like you just get over it.
0: Was it was that like uh, get over it with time or get over it with like the numbness of repetition of people beating you down for shit like that?
1: <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of both. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it, you've always heard like, well, if you're going to put yourself out on the Internet, you better have a thick skin. It's like, yeah, I do. I agree with that. But I'm a fucking, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm a sensitive guy. If I fucking had time to answer every single troll on the Internet, I'd fucking go for it. <laughs> um, but you, I think you learn to balance you know, the fights you can take and the fights you can't, uh, remember that like one guy eat my cornhole, you know, mid laner. Uh, if he says like, you're fucking garbage and whatever, like, you know, valve, isn't going to go that one guy on Reddit did say that, uh, you're garbage. (laughs) So, you know, so I, it's a, it's just, right? It, it's, it sucks. Cause you never want to see that shit. But I guess at some point you just have to be like, look, there's, there's going to be people out there that aren't going to like it, or they, they want it one way. And that's, that's cool, man. Like I don't, I try not to hate on people for what they get so passionate and love, uh, so much because, you know, I get passionate about what I love and shit and I don't want anyone to, you know, get on me for that. So anyway,
2: what i learned about this is that i have too much time on my hands apparently <laughs> that's, that's the reason i'm responding to reddit comments <laughs> i need to be busier i mean don't
1: life. get me wrong dude i still will get i've got to get one in every once in a while but i'm usually like it's you know you get to that point it's like oh shit it went past the line now i'm gonna <laughs> fucking respond motherfucker yeah
0: yeah man um been, I was listening to uh, last night to prepare for this uh, a bunch of episodes mm. of First Person Origins. Which I was super excited to. Uh, I, I guess you can officially call us sister podcasts. We're, 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 yeah, we're like, we're, we're like sure. family family household names. We can link to each something other, something like that. We can yeah, almost call this yeah. cross
2: promotion <laughs> if we wanted to.
0: Jesus, uh, wow! You might that.
2: want to slow down on the on the excitement <laughs> there. I'm not sure if you really have. This is like a stepbrother situation where uh, you're like father married some somebody else, and you're not really happy with this. Like, that's what? How you you're not get.
1: happy with it no you off. shouldn't
2: be happy being related to oh, our podcast i see yeah. i see We're... i see
1: well i'm i'm happy i mean thresh is the one you might have to worry about right he's, a, he's pretty on the straight and narrow so uh yeah that's why they sent me over not dennis
2: uh, exactly no, i'd be like... able to handle our chit show
0: yeah i'd be like so dennis have you ever uh shit yourself in public because we're really trying to figure out i'm sorry i shouldn't have asked that while you were drinking we're really trying to i'm convinced marcus that everyone has done it and cap disagrees
2: this is a frequent topic which
0: we a don't, shit uh, we don't in public. what yeah, yeah yes. like have you ever unintentionally shit yourself
1: not in public no no
2: I'm going to find so, so many of our guests this question and not I'm he's going convinced to fi- that I'm everybody convinced has done that it in their life has. and nobody has said they have. See,
1: I think I, I mean, I really appreciate your ambition, Joey, but I think you'd get a lot more success if you just got people to admit that they have shit themselves, right? Does it doesn't matter where it happened. i mean, because like, I could say like, yeah. I've I definitely that time where I'm like, "Honey, honey, hear it, you know." It's like, "Oops. <laughs> I've got to go change my shorts." Like that that is a fact of life that happens. But, I mean, you know, not, right? not like, at the, the house. I I may yeah, I mean, I make smart decisions when I'm outside the house <laughs> when, when it involves those types of things. I don't know what that says about you, Joey, because uh so I don't know. Maybe maybe say if, if someone says no, you should say, well, have you at least ever shit yourself? And then you're probably going to get them to say yes. Right. And then
0: we'll back them down into you a know. corner. well, we'll like start at the Apex yeah. and then we'll come down and we'll find the right. point where they actually sure. meet.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then you can revise your data and say, OK, look, like most people have at least shit themselves. And <laughs> we found that there are quite a few people that actually have shit themselves out in public, too. <laughs> But you know you're not like driving home the whole, right? Just,
0: the point that you're here thought. instead of Thresh though is because I can ask you that question. I think that he might just close the Discord call if we're like, what? Why? Why are we? We are related. What happened?
1: What would happen is Thresh would be like, uh, I have not. However, I guarantee you, I have made other shit in public. And then he would talk about how he played some intense mind game in a game of Quake, and he got someone so scared, thinking that you know they knew their every move, that they shit themselves in a in a seat at a PC, a PC bank. So that that's what a, what you probably would have gotten.
2: So <laughs> hypothetically. Let's say I haven't listened to the podcast, hypothetically, of course. Yeah, because Cap um, does viewers,
0: Cap does a lot the of viewers. research. He's, he's playing the what, audience. What? It's, it's, we're role-playing right now. Cap is the yeah, audience. Yeah, I'm role-playing
1: yes. the audience. Got it. What, oh, got what is it. the
2: podcast about?
1: The podcast, uh, <laughs> obviously called First Person Origins, um, is kind of about origin stories. And, um, what we what we really like to to find out is sort of where does someone come from how do they get into what they get into and then we like to explore this whole idea of like what is your superpower um, you know, this is, this comes from Dennis and one of his big contributions, but he's, he believes in, and, uh, you know, I've heard this before. is like, everyone has a superpower, right? His is, his is an intuition and that comes across a lot. And like his business, of course it, it came in his play. Uh, my superpower is undoubtedly just like passion. I just like to get super excited and, and evangelize things and, and, uh, try to push things, you know, into, into, into the future. And, and, uh, so we get a chance to just kind of deep dive and and discuss a lot of this stuff and we try to i know everyone says like we try to be your not so typical interview show well it's pretty typical in (laughs) that it's a fucking interview it's people talking to each other but it's really cool because we're getting to tell some of the stories that you aren't necessarily hearing um you know I, i mean some some examples is a lot of people our next upcoming episode is fatality and a lot of people are like yeah i know this and this and this about fatality but really when you hear you know his story and kind of what actually drove him to be a 12-time world champion. It's fascinating shit. Um, you know, hearing Andy Din of, of TSM fame say that if it wasn't for Neo Pets, he wouldn't be in esports. Like, that's pretty fascinating <laughs> to me, right? Like, um, so we're just getting a chance to to uh, be storytellers in a in a unique way, and it's kind of fun because Dennis and I are like totally opposite. And that, you know, he really gets like cerebral and shit and he will go down some like crazy lines of thinking. And, and you know, I I'm go down all these like super exciting uh, stuff. So it's just it's a really interesting balance. And one that, to be totally honest, you guys, like I had no idea how it was going to work out when we first started. And um, as with anything, Kevin, Joe, I'm sure you can write when you mm-hmm. sit down with that new host for the first time and you're just like. Your butt's clenched and you're just like, I have no idea how this is gonna go. Uh we had a we had a couple episodes of that. But um, uh, what I found is that because we're so different, it makes the show that much better because you know, we're never thinking about the same line of questioning ever. And and that I just find that incredibly fascinating. I the thought the first Cap- podcast
2: episode we ever did was the longest conversation we've ever had. I don't think we've had one longer than five <laughs> minutes before that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I thought Cap was going to be, like, you know, the foil. He'd be, like, a professional, and I'd just be, like, a clown man who goes, yes, and. And then it turns out we're both idiots, so we don't actually have that (laughs) dichotomy here where we can take different sides of a coin because we're just actually both dumb, so... that works, too.
1: (laughs) That works, too.
2: (laughs) You know what's funny is when you said the Neopets line, you made me think of a memory that I hadn't thought of, which I played Neopets, and I remember... (laughs) but i was like this was like 12 13 or something I was playing this neopets game where it was some sort of dodging game and i remember i was i was going on it was going on for so long i was i just kept on going and going and i was i imagined in my head that like the developers were watching me and i was setting some sort of world record for for playing that one little neopets mini game and i was just like in the middle of playing i'm just like yeah i'm really slaying it right now <laughs>
1: That's an incredible story. Joe. Um, I think you should have Cap kick off every single show, which is that that story uh, uh, every, every time. <laughs> the Neopets wanna... dodging game story. <laughs> Where the developers were creepily watching you play this game. You yes, know, so, so you're I'm, gonna have hey, a crossover right you're sharing. gonna have
2: me on your podcast yes. to share more of
1: stories like that oh, right? definitely god i mean <laughs> yeah. if they're all of that caliber fuck yeah cap oh. jesus <laughs> uh, i'll
2: have you know that my wikipedia says that i've made 325 dollars in my esports career
1: congratulations Thanks. Oh,
0: is my esports earning chart bigger than yours cap that that that's a big flex I'm gonna oh check no that out later i'm gonna check that out i'm pretty sure it is
2: damn <laughs> that's rough it's only because you got, so got that big starcraft money
0: no 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 i uh my esports earning chart comes from an artifact tournament so get fucked
1: oh <laughs> oh, oh damn you mean beta and, tournaments
2: that people weren't allowed into uh-huh.
0: hey, uh, people uh, dude i still don't have artifact two, and i'm and i'm like bummed out about it I think that they, they, they really went from one direction to the extreme other. They were like, hey, you know, let's get people who we kind of trust, who can kind of be like tastemakers, they can put it in. I like tugged Bruno's coattails, and I'm like, hey, can I play the game, please? And, and like, it was great, had a great time. But now two's coming out. There's been like six or seven beta waves where they keep on blasting invites out to random people. Like, it's just a lottery. And every Monday, I open up my Steam page, and I'm like, fuck! <laughs> it hasn't happened yet.
1: Wow. I Are get... you gonna be mad if I tell you that I totally got one of those emails, but uh, <laughs> I just didn't respond to it?
0: Oh huh? yes! <laughs> yes, I'm gonna be mad. Sorry, my, man. I, I, uh, my, I, I ordered an index which was gonna take like three months to get here, and I'm like, surely I'll get artifact before the index. And the answer is no. <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna be playing no. Half Life Alex before I get to before I get to do. Artifact well, too. you so, fucked up the first
1: to... one so bad, Joey. I don't know if I'd invite you back anyway. Exactly. Right? I, was, like, I
0: was the wrong type uh, of taste maker. I, th- I thought the game was good. How fucking stupid can I be to think that game was good and ruin it for everybody? So, you know, I just wanted I to say be We the have next- a man
2: here who prides himself on loving various esports and playing a bunch of different <laughs> games. And he got a chance to play Artifact 2.0. And it was like, nah, no thanks. Thanks for no thanks. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I thought I'd just uh, wait it out. Let's see, after the last uh, whatever, whatever you call that. But hey, you know what? In all fairness, dude, no one liked fucking. No one liked go, right when it first came out. Yeah. Right, people fucking hated it. They're so quick to forget. But that has to be one of the greatest comebacks in like the history of esports. Is to literally go from like fuck you i will play 1.6 until i die motherfucker and then to be like holy shit you did it um it's it's impressive so actually you know just based off of their history uh, they might actually do it who knows maybe
2: all right that's the headline for this podcast artifact 2.0 is the new csgo <laughs> <laughs> i'll
0: make sure i'll make sure to title it that good god
2: <laughs>
1: oh my god dude clickbait city <laughs> We're trying. We don't, know, we don't know how to get new people
0: into the show without uh, guests who are more famous than us or clickbait. So that's really where that's all
1: that we're Dude, working I on. Dude, I get now. it, man. It's like, it's, it's hard, man. It's hard.
2: I like how we started our podcast at a time that is like terrible for podcasts. <laughs> you know, yeah. Very few people going into work, less driving into work, less going to gym, less listening to podcasts.
1: Yeah yeah, suddenly, like sitting down for three hours just kind of sounds like it might be a torturous activity and listening to something, but um, yeah, I mow in my lawn. That's when I'm listening to podcasts that I would have listened to on a commute or something. you know.
0: You haven't forced Minweed to do that yet?
1: You're still: there? I haven't. I not yet. I've, uh, you know, he's got his normal chores. Uh, I've got him to start making cold brew, which is great because (laughs) he's like keeping fresh cold brew going all the time. Uh, but I kind of like mowing the lawn. I'm not going to lie. You know, as in, I was in uh, California for almost uh, 10 years, not consecutively, but, you know, missed mm-hmm. mowing my lawn. And it's a very Nebraska thing to, like, say you miss mowing your lawn. I I, I realize that. But, you know, like you, you throw some headphones in. No one can bother you. Get some exercise. That's your I did time? kill a frog the other day or the oh, other. No, week no. Was, <laughs> yeah, man. It's been a long time since I've had an animal fatality with a lawnmower. The last time I remember was uh, like a like a small maybe bull snake or something. And um, Yeah, poor frog, man. He was just chilling out in the, the high grass up against the house. And he I couldn't react quick enough, man. I, I was going to say rip, it's a very hard activity and. And. Till that and happened. then i was yeah I totally and then, ruined it. Oh, and it, that stressed me out for a little bit i'm like god damn it now there's like frog pieces like i don't know is the inside of the lawn mower all red you know and i imagine that this just must be a fucking bloodbath. and i lift it up and it looks you can't see anything you know so anyway i felt bad for that frog and then i just finished mowing my lawn which was cathartic so good thing good thing it happened at the beginning of the lawn mowing and not the end
0: is, is lawn mowing your, your primary podcast platform or like wh- where do you find time to to listen to, to audio these days?
1: So uh, lawn mowing is a big one. Still in the car usually. Um, and then uh, I, like I tried to do podcasts while I fall asleep, but that is impossible because if I'm if. Well, that's how I found out if a podcast sucks or not. Mm hmm. right if i listen to it and i fall asleep oh i must not like this podcast anyway like because because if it's good then i get hyper fixated on just listening and then i might be closing my eyes but i won't sleep and then i'll get to the point i was like i can't listen to this right now like i either need to sleep or not so so I yeah it's been it's been tough
0: i have that problem with the last of us right now so i'm i'm getting ready to play last of us too I'm waiting for my roommate to finish it because we're cheap and only have one disc. Um that, hey, that aside, that aside, um, I'm like, I remember nothing of the first game. There's like overarching stuff: someone gets bit, Ellie's young, uh, a dead daughter, stuff like that. But like, but like, any of the moment to moment, I just don't remember. So I'm like, I'm gonna watch sure. all of the cutscenes, uh, like on YouTube in movie form, so I can just know what I'm getting into. Back when I played, right. Too. I've been trying to watch it every night for the last 4 nights and I fall asleep within 15 minutes and I'm like fuck <laughs> if I can't get excited to watch and relearn the last of us am I really am I really that excited for the second game to come out am I really that excited to play it and now I'm I'm like probably not I think
1: yeah uh, that game's been getting raked, man. I, I don't even know. I've been trying to stay away from spoilers because too, I'll I'll play it. I'm like, you know what? I did invest my time into that game, not only once, but twice, because I played the remake mm. and, uh, you know, enjoyed the game. The remake was gorgeous. But, like, uh, I kind of feel like, well, God, I've invested so much time. If I don't play it, am I, you know, do, do you I a- waste all those? Cycles getting excited. Do I what? Do you have
0: that sunk cost fallacy in other media too? Because I feel that they're very much the same with TV shows. Like if I watch a bad, if I watch a show that I think is good for two seasons, then goes bad for two seasons, I'll watch like I watched All of Weeds and All of Dexter and all these right. shows that just I really needed to cut ties with halfway through. But I'm like, well, I started it.
1: Oh, a thousand percent. I'm yeah. I'm totally that way. Unless it just really, I'm trying to think. Actually, I don't think there's been. I don't think there's been a series that I'm just like I'm out. I can't do it anymore.
0: Uh I I peaced out on watching uh, 13 Reasons Why. I'm like this is I, I really I, I cannot put up with I, that. that's the last one I've I did. seen
1: I they just came out with uh, season 4, right? I haven't yeah. seen that one yet. Which which is why I don't.
0: In, unless you're like incredibly fucked up and like want to laugh for the wrong reasons, it it's like tragically comic <laughs> at this point like I don't know what they're doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have heard many uh, similar uh, sentiments come out from from folks. So that will probably, I mean, it's not happening anymore. But remember, like, two and a half years ago, you used to be able to say, oh, I'll watch that when there's nothing else to watch. But, like, that's fucking impossible now because there is always something new or different or else to watch. Or, like, just when you're like, all right, I'm all through. Season two of that show that you just got done with. I mean, hey. Even I'm all for it. But. That that compounds
0: so much in in a world with Twitch too, because you know, mm-hmm. uh, even if like I I watch I watch a lot of TV. I'm a big I'm a big TV person, but balancing that with oh, there's a Dota tournament on. Oh, I need to watch this LCS game, and that's just thinking about the esports. It's not even being like oh, I want to watch streamer X go do whatever the fuck they're gonna do for a couple hours, like. there there's no time left and i feel like i'm not great at multitasking like i'm not very good at being like oh let me watch this person stream a hitman level because i think it's going to be funny but also let me like fix up a spreadsheet like i haven't i haven't developed that specific type of multitasking where my media consumption really needs to be like one track or like um, primary media and something minor like podcasts and, and jogging but but i can't yeah. i can't work and watch twitch and i find my i find my twitch consumption's actually probably gone down quite a bit in the last three to five years well, fuck I, I you i'm done with
1: it. this interview I'm... <laughs>
2: <laughs> wrong person to say that it becomes even weirder it becomes even weirder because uh, all three of us it's like tangentially or maybe directly related to our jobs So consuming this content is also part of our jobs. Like for me, like I feel guilty when there's a Dota tournament going on and I'm not watching it, Watch, but you know, it's like, uh, you know, I tell myself, I'll go back through, I'll go through the replays. It's faster that way. Anyway, it's more time efficient than watching the live broadcast. But it, you know, at some point in time, you just got to be like, no, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to take up
1: more of my time to to do that. I watch most of my Twitch when I'm, right like working it is my always on thing right because it is pretty easy oh there's an esports game i can watch um there's only a few streamers that i will truly just sit down and watch for extended periods of time one of those was kit boga but like i would find myself losing time to kit boga because i would get infested (laughs) in like a fucking three and a half hour call and then i'd be like well i can't I have dinner. We have to cancel this meeting, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, the other, do you guys? The other streamer who, like, I if I could always watch when he was on, I would, I would watch. But do you guys know who Eris is? Avoiding the puddle. Yes. Yes. Fucking dude. I mean, I've always found Sorry. Eris to be incredibly funny through all the years and Tekken and everything that he's done. His fucking streams are. Goddamn hilarious man. they are just I've constantly just doubled over in laughter. It's the best.
0: Oh shit so, I, I got but it, I, I get I, it
1: I what?
0: I opened it up and he's playing last of us so I had to immediately close it.
1: Oh yeah yeah <laughs> I bet you that's gonna be funny as shit though um yeah hey everybody we're we're here. wheat's gone.
0: we picked a, we picked a random spot to, to to come in and be like, hey, you. Follow the show on Spotify. Hey, you follow the show on Apple or maybe maybe follow the show on YouTube because you want to watch us this episode. I realize if you're watching it on YouTube, you're probably like, wow, wheat and sometime caps video quality is bad. And that's because of my internet. I think that the audio's great. The audio is great. Nah, but sometimes- nah.
2: Wheat's, wheat's vi- it was bad for me. Wheat's vi- video was bad for me too. So I think his internet was a problem. Mostly. I was going to throw myself under the bus and take all the blame. No. But if you want to do no, that, it's our guest I- fault. <laughs>
0: god marcus will never listen to this right anywho so that's <laughs> nope, not. that's only for the people who are watching i'm very sorry but if you want to watch you can do it on youtube otherwise please follow us on your podcast player of choice and leave a five-star review on apple because if you do and we read your review we'll we'll send you something just message me so i think we got i think we got a review here cap Wait, what's the latest review uh
2: 1994 Ilmatic said fun times informative entertaining a great way to keep up the, uh, with dota on commutes cap is well spoken and full of interesting stories and pro scene insights uh-huh uh-huh i agree with all of that uh leaf is well versed in various topics and has grown on me <laughs> uh, a great okay. highlight to my ears and days you missed the opportunity to say like a fungus grown on me like a fungus that's
0: all <laughs> i'll it, it feels like half a compliment but i think i'll i'll say thank no, you that's regardless definitely a
2: compliment <laughs> That's 100% a compliment. It means the more he got to know you, the, 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 the better he thinks of you. And that's always a good thing. No matter where you start, people can be prejudiced against you for all kinds of things and looks and voices and things. But as long as they get to know you and think you're better than they were before, that's a good sign.
0: Amen. Um, also, we are not doing one this episode, but we are still taking voicemails. You've heard of them in episodes before. If you haven't, you should listen to the end. They're kind of funny. At least some of them are. I think most of them are. If you want to call in and leave us a voicemail, the number is eight zero five three two eight four zero two four. Call, leave a voicemail, put it on the show. It'll be fun. We we need more of them. We got a couple in the tank, but but more always helps. So so call in and uh, let's let's go back. Let's go back to Marcus. He's much better than both of us combined. I think.
2: Uh, uh, I've been thinking I, my time I, a lot into D and D streams and like yeah. uh, and catching up on on vods and stuff. Like that's another big time sink that I've been I've been having to yeah. deal with.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I would say my gaming is suffering the most during the pandemic, which is weird. I feel like my gaming should be like, you know, um, but I like that's been part of that is like sitting down at my gaming desk to do work and then i kind of just when i'm done with work I'm like i don't know if i want to be here right i should go do something but I, I don't know i just clash royale has been what i've gamed the most during the pandemic but path of exile second
0: i've been i've been doing a lot of slay the spire because i can just pick it up on my switch and go lay in bed and kind of watch yeah. something in the background um, and yeah. I've been I've been doing a lot more Dota during the Battle Pass, but yeah, it's it's crazy because you know working from home now, like you've been working from home for like a hot minute, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, mid pandemic, like my my work desk is my gaming desk, and it's like I ah, I don't really I've been in this chair for how many hours for how exactly. many days straight? Like I like I like the chair, the desk is nice. I, I'm perfectly air conditioned. But I, I just feel like I need more variety and it's making me not want to sit down anymore. Like, I don't know if I yeah. just need to do work outside or take my laptop and go somewhere, but I haven't quite. You know, it's been three months and I still haven't really found the best balance between you know, f- doing the, the work from home thing properly.
1: Yeah, it's and it's weird because I'm just like, I'm like, well, just wait, go go play fucking Final Fantasy or something. Right. Like get, you've got that TV out there. You don't have to sit down to your computer. But then I'm like, yeah, but then I'm going to have to like play at least two hours or else it's not going to like feel like I've done. So what I've been other than like Class Royale, which is just pick up and play. Um, I recently when I moved back to Nebraska, I finally had space again, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always been a big pinball enthusiast. So I finally got my first pin, quickly got my second pin, and I'm about to get my third one. Damn. So the it's great because you flip it on, you play a game. You fucking flip it off if you have time for a game or you play five games or whatever. And, um, you know, that's been, that's been a lot of fun. And I've been learning a lot about, uh, um, electronics that I did not know, which is both fun and incredibly stressful, but Were it's you? great
0: were you in like the city city when you're working at twitch or were you like outside of yeah i was oh, so yeah you- in
1: fact we were like a block and a half away from castro so we, we were oh, like shit. in it like right that right off of market um in fact there's like a really nice uh beercade on like 15th and and market uh we were right around there um and I was bummed because the month we moved, they were about to expand and take over this other restaurant. It was a really nice place. It was really great. Used to go there, <laughs> play pinball and shit. So, but yeah, we were in the city. So you
0: went from. And as- I, didn't, I
1: didn't have room. We didn't have room for anything.
0: Yeah, you went from as cramped as possible. What's that? To act, You went from like being as cramped as possible yeah. to actually like being able to to breathe a little bit.
1: Yes, to be like okay, you have a room, and you have a room, and I have a room oh my God, like we're not all over each other all the time, which, you know, was my experience in both Los Angeles and in, uh, San Francisco. And, um, you know, definitely one of the reasons why we ended up coming back to Nebraska is because it just, you know, kind of wanted a lawn again, was putting the kid back in school and just wanted space, right? Like I kind of needed space for my own work and studio area and, my wife does a lot of crafting and she like uh, grows vegetables and shit. So she needs her space to do that. And kid's a teenager now. So he kind of needs his own space. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we had absolutely nothing when we moved out here. And it's just been a year of trying to get stuff again. So that that's also a weird feeling.
0: I've been fantasizing. You, uh... Uh, go on, Cap.
1: Well,
2: I was going to completely change the topic. Yeah.
0: So no, 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 no. Go ahead. My All point right, point all right. Hard, yeah, hard right. Just, 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 take, take, take the shifter. Put it in reverse. Are just you, go for it. Are you it's tired
2: fine. to death of talking about DMCA? No, because I, because no. I know you've. Uh, that was we delayed the podcast uh, once because that was quite the, quite the. Yeah, there
1: was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. watched
2: some of your videos addressing the the whole topic.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, there was like the DMCA stuff that came up recently. It was, it was all, it was all like very interesting. And there was a lot of different narrative uh, threads happening at once. Right. And that was like the crazy part about it. There was sort of like some of the issues with people not being able to delete clips. There was the issues with just the lack of basic education on DMCA. Uh, There was then the issues of like, wait, I have this very specific question about this thing that I do and how do I do it? And all these things kind of got just smashed up into sort of all these different threads. So, um, you know, for me, I, I, I came at it from my, my role at Twitch as the head of creator development. And I saw a, a lot of the conversation app and I was like, Jesus Christ, like, we just need to have a, okay, kids like sit down in the seats and uh look at the chalkboard for a little bit we're going to go through some like real basic shit um and you know it's incredible uh still how many people are like okay wow i knew some of that but i didn't know these parts and that's good to know and now i can kind of like go forward and and what i need to do so um is really interesting because i felt uh, more than anything it was like a awareness uh, thing that happened right and and i feel really bad for kind of the you know the right how it all transpired and whatnot but on the other hand um i kind of feel like right like it, i wasn't upset that it happened because suddenly a lot of people got some really good education and I'm not saying necessarily from like the, my streamer, but a lot of folks, right. The lawyers that that represent gaming and esports kind of came out and they, they were uh, recognized. And I think, you know, now people will go to those folks if they do have specific questions. So it's just, you know, I've I it, the other part about it is I definitely felt like a little old man yelling at clouds because <laughs> I've dealt with this shit since the shoutcast days, right? Like mm-hmm. that was a big fucking deal dude if if your shoutcast server would get shut down or you got a DMCA notice um you know like oh damn so a lot of the early online radio stations like There'd be meetings and they're like, we're trying to obtain a license so that we can do this. But until then, like you can't play X, Y, and Z. And people are like, what the fuck are we supposed to play that? It wasn't like there was all this easy to access music that you could legally play, right? So that's also, well, you know what? It's like in, so the late 90s, early 2000s in the shoutcast world, people mostly played fucking techno. Because it was, like, the only thing that you were probably not going to get tagged with the DMCA with, right? But if, like, if you play even back then in, like, 99, 2000, you played a Top 40 song, man. Whew, forget about it. Like, that would, that would that was bad. So I've just grown up with this shit and lived with it um, and dealt with it on many different levels. So to see a bunch of people be like, do you know how many people have come to my channel and said... Like I bought a Metallica CD because I was playing Metallica. Like I should totally be. And it's like, Oh, Oh God. No. Oh, this is so like education was needed. Right. And, and it is important for anyone who wants to make content. Um, you know, whether it's YouTube or mixer or fucking Twitch or Twitter, or, you know, it does, it doesn't matter. Uh, DMCA is, it, it covers all that stuff.
2: You feel like this is a big growing up moment for, for a lot of the Twitch community I do. just in general. It's like oh I do. now we have yeah. to actually pay attention to laws and rules and
1: yeah and I mean not only from a music perspective cap right like people like oh so this kind of applies to everything on my stream it's like yeah you know like uh, technically that cute pikachu subscriber notification you don't own the rights to use pikachu right so i I mean like i'm not saying take it down but i'm just saying like when you're evaluating from a stream perspective right the things that you can or cannot do especially as you guys have probably experienced on like a higher level of production you become more meticulous about every single thing um and how it or how things are presented and Dude, it's not easy, man. Like anyone who works in production will tell you, it's the biggest fucking pain in the ass, dude. Getting clearance and all that stuff—it sucks. But, right? It's kind of what you have to do to protect people and make sure that they're getting their just due, et cetera. So, yeah, I think it was a big growing moment, and you know, hopefully, it—we've right. Hope, uh, thankfully, cap. It wasn't like thirty people lost their channels. Now learn about it, right? Like I would say that this is pretty. It was pretty minor overall what happened and it could have been a lot worse in terms of like people getting 10 strikes at a time or whatever and and so um you know I don't want to I don't want to seem like I'm not empathetic towards the folks that got strikes but I I like it could have been a lot worse so I'm glad that it kind of turned into a growing moment the way it did so the biggest thing that uh, the thing I was most excited to talk to you
2: about was I wanted to hear your perspective since DMCA is just a, a thing. And that is tied into the Dota scene in a very different way uh, of streamer challenge, uh, ch- channels being DMCA'd because of tournament organizers claiming, mm. that, like, hey, you're taking our content, that sort of thing. Uh, right. I, I was curious what your your thoughts are on valve's policy because obviously as a tier one esport it's very unique in that regard that our developer is so hands-off like even compared to csgo like dota 2 very hands-off nothing dreamers can pretty much like always right another tournament right I, I was curious yeah. what your overall perspective yeah
1: it's a it's a great question so i mean uh let me let me preface this by saying um you know it was it was e3 2015 when we were getting ready for um you know to do the twitch broadcast of e3 and came up with this idea about co-streaming right like what if we could convince people that hey you know basically what i was telling you about that metallica example like what if we actually did that right and let mm-hmm. the communities cuz the idea was like hey the real benefit here is that if lyric is live and he's watching E3, there's likely a large amount of his community that may not have tuned into, like, unofficial broadcast where that is happening. So, you know, when I think about that idea and concept, I've personally always been very vocal about, well, we should have this for esports, and many esports have. Like, the fighting game community is pretty good about it in in most cases. Um, Obviously, right, we've had... uh, dota has actually been uh good just because i can like technically buy and watch through the observer that way Mm -hmm. i think where it gets a little uh where it gets a little dicey i think is look if someone wants to take a dota 2 event that they bought a pass for and broadcast that to an audience great i'm all for that i think that's fucking great i think that it is awesome I think like where it might become a problem is if that person then is taking your in-game commentary that you're doing live at the event and just letting that kind of play through and not doing anything, you know, I realize it's kind of up to every single, uh, TO in terms of, you know, what they're going to flex. Uh, but I wish that they'd kind of embrace it. Right. Like for example, uh, Riot, uh, has done right. The, we will, you know, find co-streamers to do it. Zero is uh, an ultimate smash player who will ask permission from the tos to like talk over the tournaments. Right? Like, I, I, I would say if you want to do it, just go ask permission. Um, I think that esports organization should actually embrace it on some level. Right? You might get fucking. Uh, a, a big streamer that you wouldn't ever suspect would watch something like that, and they could bring a lot of potential eyeballs to an eSport in that way. So I totally understand between t o and between valve um i've I've done it myself uh, through passes, and I think that's great, like being able to um, being able to like rebroadcast and just watch some games with with some buddies, whether on stream or not. So I don't know. i don't i did that answer your question
2: a bit? Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree that they the biggest problem has been tournament organizers failing to, to be able to work with streamers in that regard, and they've just been, uh, very separated in that regard. It feels like there hasn't been that communication so much, but, um, I, I guess the, one of the biggest things that the, the counterpart that usually comes up is that the, these really big streamers, right. Especially on Twitch, they are bigger channels to a point that they are basically a studio in the regards of like the kind of exposure and the numbers that they can bring in and that they can massively dwarf what a tournament organizer and their channel does. So hypothetically, what you could do is just hold everybody hostage, right? At a certain point in time and be like, I'm going to stream all of your tournament and I'm going to like, obviously there's going to be plenty of viewers that watch that channel and like Mm -hmm wouldn't watch the regular tournament channel, but there is going to be a sizable amount. I would say that what that is, I have no clue could be 2%. It could be 20%.
1: I mean, look at, look at the way that like it was handled during E3. and, And another great example is like the game awards with Jeff Keighley, right? Like own that traffic, let people do it and then own the fucking traffic if the biggest broadcaster on Twitch decides they want to watch the next Dota major, great. Let them have guidelines for how it's done and then fucking own that traffic, right? Like, uh, Hey, we had this many people watching it. It's the same thing, right? Like PlayStation didn't not only get right. The traffic of sort of what is on their, uh, what was on their channel, but they right would would know the entire picture of like all of these people are watching it and now you reach that many unique people right i mean i think that is and would be incredibly beneficial now that might not always and maybe this is why tournament organizers are hesitant is because in the ever uh you know in the ever growing search for right like being um being, uh, in the green, right. Being revenue uh, positive is that tournament rights will inevitably become a part of that formula and scenario. And this is anti that. So, you know, it's kind of something that needs a complete think outside the box, I think approach to it. Right. And I would argue, and this is just me taking off my, all my hats. This is just DJ wheat, the guy that, right. And just saying that, like. If I was a tournament organizer, I would probably say, you know, maybe we can have that conversation with a YouTube, a Twitch a mixer, whatever, and say, hey, this is how we would like to handle this, um, right? Like, what could we do? How could we make this work, right? Um, because it'd be beneficial to the platforms as well. So, I don't know, right? Would you, I th- I think would you guess that the TOs would not want to walk that path because that could um, potentially harm their ability to, or might drive up the prices of like, uh, you know, the, the, the cost of licensing a year of X league or the rights for, for this in this country or whatever. I don't know, man. Esports definitely like that is kind of a problem because the other thing is, is that esports is fucking global, right? So there's we've seen esports carved in various regions before but there's also easy ways around that because it's the fucking internet you know yeah i think part I, of the I reason be...
0: why dota feels icky in that regard is that uh i think there's a lot of perception of individual streamers doing something in bad faith that they're like oh like like I don't, I don't really care because I'm allowed to do this technically un, under Valve's guidelines. So, like, I don't give a fuck about this tournament. I don't give a fuck about what the community says. Like, I'm doing this for me. So, I, I think that's where it gets a, l- a little bit more messy in, in Dota sense is, is that, you know, you, get, you it's streamers who are like, whatever, doesn't matter. I don't really care about the greater, you know, economy. I'm just like, well, this works for me, so I'm doing it
1: right, right and and by valves uh kind of how they've got it all sort of specced out, there's not much that a tournament organizer can do about that, is that correct? That's correct, yeah, that's that's the what if the I only am playing
2: word that the that yeah. valve has put at some point in time is that they kind of don't want studios to fight up against, so they don't want beyond the summit, for example, right, like start casting all of we plays events, and that's kind of right. weird because beyond the summit is maybe the biggest channel in dota i think it's one of the biggest channels in twitch but it's not like admiral bulldog or gore are, are that much smaller uh, right. they basically are a studio unto themselves i mean i myself have casted other tournament games because you know i didn't do the whole yeah. thing but i was and i got like two thousand viewers yeah. i don't You're, really like i get an average of 200 you know your highest like stream numbers have level. been
0: have been casting dota games from other tournaments right
2: yeah uh, yeah, absolutely. So there's a very clear incentive from my perspective. Well,
1: let me. Do you guys feel like there is a solution that would kind of create an ecosystem that would be beneficial to a streamer, the tos, the teams, the players?
2: I I personally feel like there is the this midway ground. Uh, I'm not a tournament organizer, so I can't like exactly speak if it works out for the broadcasting rights. But I feel like the we do have because esports is global, right? We have to, to uh, maybe you actually sell it to, say, the Russian broadcasting studios that they have, or maybe you actually don't sell it at all um, for like the Spanish casters or something like that. But they, they have their rights to be able to stream the tournament and cast it and all that sorts of things. And they're given the sponsorship graphics and they're given all of that. I feel like there should be this middle ground uh, right. where yeah. we have streamers who want to be able to do it Anybody can do it. They should just be able to apply and be like, "Hey, I want to cast some of this tournament." They get a sponsorship package. They they are told, "Here's all the the here's where you place it." Uh, maybe even that, like for ESL ones, for example, they play their own commercials uh, outside of Twitch commercials as well. Like maybe even they they get that as well. But I feel like that it should be a nice middle ground where Admiral Bulldog goes and casts a tournament, and all he has to do <laughs> is just have some sponsors on right. stream where they are on the regular game and then at that point in time you get to share that viewership with your sponsors and say like oh it wasn't just our channel but this other channel have that much there's small things like you can't control the content of what those people are saying i don't know if sponsors care that much about yeah,
1: it yeah i mean i if i was putting myself in a tournament organizers uh shoes there'd be a couple things that i would immediately you know like say well here's here's where i have an issue with that the first one obviously is that if if, um, right, if, uh, they've already spent money to get something and, or right, they've got a, an, an invested an amount into the rights, then that does become right. You want complete ownership. If you're spending a fucking dollar, you do not want, you know, Yolo Billy 59 to right be rebroadcasting that when you've, you've spent. Right. And I remember that was a big issue when, um some of the ESL stuff did go to like Facebook and right. And it was being rebroadcast and that I, I recall that being a big thing. So there, there is right. Like the problem is, is that that will exist as long as there is tournament. rights. So either like the amounts would have to change or maybe there is some different kind of give and take there. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that area. I wouldn't even want to touch it. But the other thing that I would imagine that they're afraid of is like, let's say, as you mentioned, right. Tim the Tatman is like, fuck, I realize that if I cast Dota 2 or if I just like watch these games, like I get 5,000 more people than I normally get. And so Corsair, the sponsor of like ESLs or whatever, you know, like Dota Frank's Dota Explosion, (laughs) uh, is like, man, we could just like go pay Tim the Tatman and get essentially like the same amount of exposure instead of, right. So it kind of diminishes, I think, sponsor value if, right. If you are, if you are like bringing a company on and potentially that could, that could like hurt you in the, in the long run, if someone was doing a larger broadcast or, you know, something in that scenario, like I'm sure that it interferes With the ability to sell a little bit. So I don't know.
2: Yeah, like I could see the worst case scenarios being, you know, like uh, Mountain Dew sponsors an event. They sponsor ESL1 and then a big time streamer is sponsored by Monster. And oh yeah, that's up more, the otherwise numbers, right? A sponsor goes and sees that they're like, "Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, why's
1: this guy got Red Bull all over <laughs> when this is a monster tournament? Are you out of your fucking mind, right?" And like the yeah, only way that you really control more. that uh-huh. is if you are just having it go out on on one channel. So mm-hmm. there is there is that you know it there is that concern in my in my opinion what needs to happen is like right people just need to respect that content in terms of are you going to have people do that yeah probably but that that's what your starting point here's our fucking guidelines on how if you are doing the, you know this tournament how you should how you should do it um so you know it'd be great is if we saw this more in the grassroots you know smaller where it's like like less less skin in the game mm-hmm. more about growing something and to be able to really see like what kind of effect that could have on, you know, the growth of something where it probably has less of, of a financial impact, if any, mm-hmm. um, and it might, I don't know. It's an yeah. interesting topic though.
2: Yeah, that, that's why because we, we
1: still, well, you, have I mean, we outside. still fight for awareness, right? Like yeah. we're still trying to get as many eyeballs as we can on all of our favorite e-sports games and, um great way to do it it's uh definitely
2: a minefield and the, yeah. the thing that i do appreciate about it about is that i feel like there is some sort of common ground but at least valves more hands-off system allows for that common ground to be found more naturally or experimentation
0: than, you know like people can try sure because there aren't as strict rules like you try something with with a riot title and you're like whoa 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 what's going on you know yeah not just, not just compare apples yeah. to apples but you know so so i i do see the good in in the freedom right
1: yeah i agree i agree essentially I, I we're gonna see this all play out over the next five years this is gonna all be a big deal why it why, definitely is why five years
0: um is that like an arbitrary time frame or is that like a like a it's, big brain? it's
1: somewhat arbitrary because there's no way something's not gonna happen by that time gotcha we're already seeing what happened with two years of overwatch Right, like right now, we've seen the inflation of league rights, we have seen um violation of rights in some cases.
0: Yeah,
1: Act, uh, ask we, Activision uh,
0: if you want to have a tournament, right? Like, just, 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 just. I, try.
1: you know, so <laughs> it's going to come to a head at some point, and you know, probably each individual publisher developer is going to make whatever call they make, uh, but. It's just inevitable, right? I mean, someone always kind of feels like they're getting screwed in the current status quo of esports.
0: Hasn't that always been the case, though? So, Someone's always... A little
1: bit. A little bit. I mean, you know, I, I kind of try to look at uh, things like, right, what happens in traditional sports and some of the battles over broadcast rights and... A lot of times it just comes down to the fucking dollar dollar bills, right? And and the thing is is that like a lot of times that doesn't matter because they're like, cool, we've got you know, Mary and her team of fifty nine salespeople that'll go out and drum up 250 million dollars in sales for this event. So it's just like, yep, pay a hundred million dollars for it, which is like, well, that's not really the case in esports right now. So um but it's probably also really shitty to be like, cool, we'll we'll pay a more appropriate uh licensing fee for the status quo and then never being able to grow from that fee. Right? I I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I just so that's why I say five years because it just has to happen in five years. I just I don't see a world where are
0: are you still it just doesn't shake out. Are you still hyper bullish on on esports uh, growth in general like that, or has things like Overwatch League or the concern for tournament rights to organizers or outside money coming in like made you concerned at all to be like, oh, are we are we gonna are are you having any like old flashbacks of something something bad's gonna happen?
1: No, I'm really... bubble? <laughs> oh god! So there's been seven. It, That's so not true. I've I've actually answered it. It's like there is a bubble right now but but there's an important but there's a second bubble within that bubble and i would even go so far as to say there's a third bubble within that bubble oh, so shit. can <laughs> someone call Leo. the esports bubble break yes but the first thing that's going to break is the outer layer which is the ridiculous amount of money that is coming in to esports that has no foreseeable fucking sane ROI, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the question is: is if that bubble bursts, does that fucking burst the other bubbles? And the answer is no. What I think happens is the people that got burned by that first bubble because a bunch of fucking flames shot out are going to probably back off a little bit. And then that middle bubble's just going to continue to grow like it would anyway. Because if you did a race Overwatch League and you erased the Call of Duty League tomorrow, esports would still be here. Mm-hmm. Nothing would change other than probably a lot of rich white dudes would be like, oh, okay, well, you know what? I was reading about peanut farms. I'm going to go <laughs> invest in one of those.
2: <laughs>
1: that we're not hurt. We're not, we're not hurt. I mean, I, I constantly, you know, commend uh, sort of the, the TI battle pass model and what, what that has done to essentially create not only a large event, but revenue and prize payouts for, you know, I, I, I don't know if it is a, uh, lightning in a Bob bottle, if this can, you know, ever be duplicated on the same level, but it's just like. It's one of the most fucking intelligent models that you could possibly come up with that doesn't necessarily need all this fucking inflation to 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 make it happen. and it's got a return on investment. So you know yeah i'm I'm still I'm still bullish because what we've heard about, we've heard about a lot of big money sports teams come in over the last three years. Mm-hmm. What what do you guys think has changed over the last three years? A lot, or do you think we've had natural change over the last three years?
0: I I see more uh, not just the sports teams, but like the the big money sponsors like your Verizon, T Mobile, Coca Cola, Mastercard, and those I, are
1: great. Yeah, I look at that. Are you I, worried I, about?
0: I get fucking excited when I oh. see that. But I also okay, – I, yeah. I, I, I think about their ROI on it often. And I'm like, do, are, are are they think that this is like a good speculative play for them? Like either they, either they get Fuck in- yes.
1: Fuck yes, dude. A hundred fucking percent. It is a good play. Look at the demographic of esports. That are your future fucking buyers, your future money spenders. You're already – You know, people aren't watching fucking television as much. They're watching Netflix, which has no ads. That does them no fucking good. They're watching YouTube and Twitch and whatever. That does them great. So those folks aren't going to go away unless they're somehow attached to the sports team that decided that paying $40 million for a franchise spot was a good idea, but they have $40 million to spend. So it puts a lot of money into esports. But right, exactly. So, I mean, frankly, soaking Coke, I mean, you know, like if they come in, it's like, cool, this is a, it's a dandy fucking line that they just blew and it's (laughs) right, but they're going to reach an audience that they know they need to reach, right? No, that's why I'm confident that esports is in a really good place that even the largest bubble bursting cannot have a trickle down effect the way that it did in like 2000 really eight right when Mm -hmm. probably when Mountain Dew got burned by CGS and then they were like yo fuck this shit man I am out here (laughs) like you you were supposed to be the chosen one and they were and like look I think it was almost nine years before they got back in the game
2: yeah
1: nine years
2: but they are back. I think one of the best examples of, of that advertising in Dota anyway was the Mercedes-Benz sponsorship for ESL1. Mm-hmm. When that first came in, I remember the, the community was, was like, why the hell is Mercedes-Benz trying to sell Benzes to us? None of us can afford this shit. And I was working the tournament at the time, and someone more eloquent than I was, was talking about <laughs> it. And he was talking about the fact that, you know, he's like, Mercedes-Benz isn't looking at these, these viewers and going, buy a Benz right now buy a benz right now buy a benz right now right they're talking to the demographic that 10 years from now is going to think about their successful programmer they're making 150k a year and they're looking at their first really nice car and they think to themselves what is what is the epitome of the car that i want to be able to celebrate my successful life that's a fucking mercedes-benz i remember seeing that at esl one you know
1: it's yeah like, and and I mean like that's right that's actually car marketing in general because you know yeah. <laughs> have you ever like watched a car commercial like, Jesus Christ I really do want a Ford F150 <laughs> you know I like, got I didn't realize it's Let's like no, man, people already right knew now. they wanted a Ford F150 but there is something about constantly putting your brand into right uh, a, a spot that people then are like I have a positive connection with that brand You know, this is fucking marketing 101 in a lot of ways. And I think like what's so awesome about esports is surrounded around esports is like this, this need, this necessity for authenticity, right? You've seen it all before a sponsor come in like. We understand e-gamers and, you know, people like, what? Get the fuck out of here, right? Look at the brands that are successful. Those that use the language, those who embrace the memes, those who uh, work with a broadcast, a TEO, a company to like smartly integrate into what they're doing. And those are the ones that we've seen is the most successful over the last like five to eight years. And those are probably the brands that are going to continue to be successful. Um, and and look at things like Fortnite, you guys. Look at who they're bringing in right now.
0: Dude, the Fortnite Big stuff movie excites brands me so as well. Much. All those integrations dude, are, are fucking they're cool. incredible. They're fucking
1: cool. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're mainstream so, media it's, events. It's all it's to me like that shit's all exciting. What's not exciting? Some rich white dude who's like, yeah, cool. Right. There's fifty million dollars. Because like I don't think that helps. I don't think that helps. And actually, like Mark Cuban, I really appreciate the fuck out of that guy because he's one of these dudes who's like, Yeah, I got some money. I'm coming into the esports. And then I don't know if you you guys remember it, but it was probably probably eight months ago. There was then this video that came out where someone's like, So you've in the past you've talked about investing in esports. And he's like, No, 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 no. Like it's not ready. I've done all the research. I've seen what people are doing. I've talked to a lot of people that understand this space much better than me cuz like I think there's something there. It's huge. It's big. It's growing. But that's not an investment for me not yet. And I'm like, dude, I wow, that's amazing because you didn't get bamboozled when a lot of people did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll 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 no, die on that hill. I mean, enough. people can get fucking mad at me all they want, but I'll stand by it. I'm you know, Right, I. I mean, conned man. Yeah.
0: Man, yeah. on that on that note, I feel like uh, we should let you in- enjoy Father's Day with your family. I'm committing the cardinal sin of dating a oh, podcast don't or it record it. Day. We took up yeah, yeah like we good. don't have we don't have kids, dude. We, we've been crap, in I quarantine for three months. It's
1: been right like. My my family was like, "Hey, for Father's Day, get the fuck away from us for a little bit." <laughs> and I'm like, "Cool, is, is that a gift that. for I'm me or a, for you?" No, I no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're grilling tonight. It's supposed to thunderstorm, so we're gonna do thunderstorm grilling. I'm sure that's probably a terrible idea, but fuck it, right? We.
0: Yeah, take we, take the spatula and just, just hold it above your head as right, as you can. Right, right, right. Just, just you was, know, see it'll be like a science experiment.
1: Something, Loki.
0: <laughs> oh, <John. laughs> no, man. Uh, we we appreciate your time very much. It's 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 wild to even do a podcast with you. I mean, I I have like high school memories of my mom calling me over and being like, "Oh, it's dinner time," and I'm like, "But mom, live on threes on." So like you know,
1: <laughs> awesome. It's not. It, it,
0: it's it's been a minute. Um I hope a lot of people go over and check out first person origins because uh the episodes are great with you, Thresh, Jeff Keeley, Reggie. There's another one I'm forgetting. The Valorant guy's name.
1: We'll have six on on uh Tuesday. So the next one's coming up Fatality. Uh we just recorded Red Eye. Spoiler learnt um uh Man, now I'm forgetting one, but oh, oh you know, Slim, uh, Stephen Lim from um, who formed the Valorant team. It's it's been good. It's been good. We got some exciting guests coming up, so um, I'm sure I'm sure people will enjoy it if if they check it out. Yes. And if not, then I would ask you to file all complaints to Joey and Cap. Yeah. Thanks.
0: If you want to leave them a bad review, Joey yeah that's that's true. Yeah. common yeah.
1: trope yeah. on our
2: podcast our, our our viewers complain about things that Joey does, so thank you <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Joey.
0: they're all my fault to no. be fair i just I just absorb <laughs> them all um th- th- Thank you, wheat for your time. we appreciate it. first person origins course, follow you on twitter it's d j wheat uh, watch yeah, more, L- watch more L- twitch
1: f, f-, f- p origins on twitter also you can find it obviously everywhere you can find this podcast as well um and yeah. Uh, I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing uh, Thanks for having me on and, and letting me shoot the shit with you all um, It's been a blast
0: I'll phone you next time I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska Which I think will be never um, So <laughs> never.
1: <laughs> Okay, well I live in Omaha, dipshit Damn it! So, uh, <laughs> I only. Travel I'm not going to spend the 50 minutes driving to see you if you come <laughs> to Lincoln, you asshole.
2: <laughs> you excuse my friend for not knowing the intricacies of Nebraska. <laughs> I will. I will. In
1: fact, the fact that you said Lincoln, I did live in Lincoln, and I know that Joe probably is just like you know. I remember Lincoln. So, and all in all, fairness, you get you get points for that because
0: there's there's all. I just I can only I can only be bothered to know one town in most cities in most, in yeah. most states. God, I need yeah. to stop. I'm cutting the It's show. the
1: capital, too, so it makes sense. I forgive you for that. <laughs> I that. There's only four other cities in the state anyway, so... <laughs>